Hello, I'm Nizdet Zatugan. And I'm Arman Galisian. And welcome to the Recon Review for the week of August 19th. In the news, major blasts at a shopping center in Yegevan leave 16 dead. Russian diplomats say peacekeepers will not be redeployed until the new corridor is complete. Armenian government to open three checkpoints on border with Azerbaijan. This week, Yerevan was shocked by a blast at the Surmalo shopping center, which left 16 dead, among them a pregnant woman and her five-year-old child. Two people are still missing and dozens are injured. Four people are currently receiving treatment in hospitals. A warehouse storing fireworks caught fire in yet unclarified circumstances causing the explosion. According to preliminary information, four tons of explosive substances were stored at the market. Following the blast, civil contract member Tikran Avinyan, who will also be the party's forerunner for the Yerevan municipality elections next year, called on banning the sale of fireworks, stating that the parliament will address the issue urgently. While the ruling party representatives is calling for the ban on fireworks, the last inspection that the urban planning, technical, and fire safety inspection body conducted at the market was in March 2021. During the inspection, 20 violations were registered by the inspection body, and the market was fined 50,000 dirham, a little over $100. The inspection body has not received any documents proving that the fire safety violations were fixed before the blast. The Speaker of the Urban Planning, Technical and Fire Safety Inspection Body told Azatuchun that due to the scheduling and the workload at the inspection body, this year it had not visited the Surmalu market yet. Meanwhile, the director of the market claims that all violations regarding fire safety had been fixed. So far, there are no suspects and no one has been arrested for the blast. The Prosecutor General's office has announced that all causes of the blast will be investigated, including negligence from government officials. According to the Speaker of Armenia's investigative committee, Vartan Tatevosyan, over 20 people have been questioned, mostly vendors operating in the market. The owner of the market has yet to be questioned. August 17 and 18th were declared days of mourning in Armenia, and the national flag was lowered to half-mast on official buildings. Leaders from various countries, international organizations, as well as diplomatic missions in Yegevan responded to the tragic event, sending their condolences to Armenia. Among them was also the Turkish special envoy for the Armenian-Turkish dialogue, Sirdar Kilik. Following the blast, various conspiracy theories started circulating among the public and in social media that the blast was organized by Turks, Azerbaijan, local businessmen who wanted to take over the market, and Russia. On August 17, the Russian embassy in Yerevan reacted to the conspiracy theories, accusing Russia of the blast, sending a note of protest to Armenia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The note states that the Russian side is outraged by the cynical fake reports in the local media containing blasphemous and false accusations against Russian structures in connection with the August 14 tragedy at the Surmalu shopping center. The Russian diplomatic mission in Armenia considers the accusations a direct provocation by the political forces behind such insinuations aimed at undermining Russian-Armenian allied relations, though it did not name any political party or group, nor did it refer to any particular media report. The embassy also expects the Armenian authorities to take steps aimed at preventing such unfriendly manifestations, including necessary public comments. Yesterday, the Speaker of Armenia's Foreign Ministry, Vahan Hunanyan, stated that the Foreign Ministry received the note from the Russian embassy and will respond in accordance with due procedure. This week, bomb threats were again announced in Yerevan, at several metro stations and at the Zavartnots International Airport on August 14 and 15. Bomb threats at several metro stations were also announced following the explosion at the Surmalu market. The next day, similar threats were also announced at the Zavarnots airport. The metro stations and the airport were evacuated, but no explosives were discovered. Since the beginning of this year, 
the Ministry of Emergency Situations has received over 30 false bomb alerts, a four-time increase over last year. According to Armenia's National Security Service, the emails about the threats were sent from outside of Armenia. On August 17, Maxim Seleznyov, a counselor envoy at the Russian embassy in Armenia, stated that the Russian peacekeepers would not relocate to the new Lachin corridor until the construction of the new road was finished. According to the Russian diplomat, the November 9 tripartite statement spells out the steps to be undertaken. First, the corridor will be completed, and as it comes into operation, Russian peacekeepers take control of a 5-kilometer corridor around this road. He stressed that there are agreements in this regard and the parties are in direct contact over the issue, without elaborating what those agreements were. Armenia's authorities announced earlier in the week that the new road linking Armenia and Artsakh will be ready next May. Until then, a dirt road will be used to connect to the road the Azerbaijani side has built. According to Artsakh's urban planning minister, Agam Sarkisyan, the Armenian side has started the construction of the temporary road linking Armenia and Artsakh, which will be completed by August 25th. It remains unclear whether Russian peacekeepers will be deployed on the new Lachin corridor before Armenia finishes the construction of its part of the road. The dirt road also passes through Kognizorg, as will the Armenian part of the new corridor. As a reminder, last week, authorities in Artsakh informed residents of the village of Aravno, located on the Lachin corridor, that they have to leave the village by August 25. The announcement came on the heels of an escalation on the Artsakh-Azerbaijan border on August 1st to 3rd. The residents of Aravno will be relocated to either Stepanakert or to Armenia. The villagers were asked to leave the village because Aravno, along with the villages of Sus and Berzor, will be handed over to Azerbaijan. Baku is demanding that Armenians use an alternative road to bypass the Lachin corridor. The Azerbaijani side has completed the construction of its part of the road. Following the escalation, Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan criticized the Russian peacekeeping mission, stating that a number of events that happened on August 1st to 3rd and before raised questions regarding the nature of the Russian peacekeeping mission in Nagorno-Karabakh. In the meantime, Azerbaijan's President Ilham Aliyev announced on August 12th that the Armenians of Karabakh will not have independence, any status, nor any privileges. They will have the same rights as the other citizens of Azerbaijan. Aliyev told Azerbaijan State TV that the Armenians of Karabakh must understand that their future lies in integrating with the rest of Azerbaijan. According to Azerbaijan's president, there are no alternatives to that, as from economic, geographical, transportation, as well as historic and international law perspectives, Karabakh is an internal part of Azerbaijan. Aliyev added the rights of the Karabakh Armenians will be protected, as the rights of other citizens of Azerbaijan. Aliyev also stated that Azerbaijani IDPs will be relocated to Berzorg, Aravno, and Sus. He also spoke about Armenian-Azerbaijani relations, stating that after the 2020 war, Armenia was against setting up a border commission, but then it conceded. He added that Armenia was also against opening the Zangezur corridor, but that an agreement was reached between the two countries, and Baku is expecting the Zangezur corridor route from Yerevan in the coming weeks. On August 17, the editor of the Azerbaijani news platform Hakin.az visited the villages of Bersor and Aravno, accompanied by Russian peacekeepers. He talked to the villagers, introducing himself as a representative of an international organization. Only after he left, the villagers found out that he was Azerbaijani. In an article published after his visit, Enula Fatuliev described Aravno as a dirty and poor place. Following the incident, Artsakh's Security Council appealed to the commander of the Russian peacekeeping contingent, asking him to not allow Azerbaijani or foreign media representatives 
into the area under the responsibility of the Russian peacekeepers without notifying the authorities in Artsakh. Armenia's National Security Service has drafted a bill which entails opening three customs checkpoints on the Armenia-Azerbaijani border, two in the eastern part of the border near Sotk in the Gerarkunik province and Karahunj in the Sunik province, and the other one near Yerask on the Armenia-Nakhijevan border. During the cabinet meeting on August 4th, Prime Minister Pashinyan stated that Armenia is ready to provide an overland connection between Azerbaijan proper and its exclave Nakhichevan and ordered the National Security Service to take necessary measures. The bill drafted by the NSS is based on that order. And this week, Armenia's defense ministry again denied accusations from Baku that Armenian armed forces opened fire in the direction of the Azerbaijani military positions. This week, Defense Minister Sugan Papikyan was in Moscow for an official visit. On August 15th, Papikyan and the delegation accompanying him visited the Patriot Center near Moscow, where they attended the opening ceremonies of the International Army Games 2022 tournament and the Army 2022 Military Industrial Exhibition. Within the framework of his visit, on August 16th, Suryan Papikyan met with Russia's Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu. The press service of Armenia's defense ministry reports that Papikyan and Shoigu discussed a number of issues related to regional security, the Russian peacekeeping mission in Artsakh, and as well as international security issues. And on August 17th, Prime Minister Pashinyan held a phone conversation with his Russian counterpart. The prime ministers of Armenia and Russia discussed issues related to Armenian-Russian trade and economic cooperation and implementation of joint projects in various fields. Also this week, representatives of Armenia, Russia, and Belarus participated in a drone tournament hosted by Iran. Around 70 military personnel from four countries gathered to in- inaugurate the tournament that will be judged by members from all delegations. The 2022 Falcon Hunting Unmanned Aerial Vehicle UAV competition is part of the seventh iteration of wider annual military games launched by Russia in 2015. Ali Bilali, top advisor to Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps's aerospace chief and the tournament's spokesperson said the competition would be judged based on performance and consistency in aerial reconnaissance during both day and night in addition to how the uavs could help guide precise artillery fire the personnel will also undergo physical readiness and shooting tests during the competition which is expected to end on august 28th this week the lemkin institute for genocide prevention called on all international and state bodies to monitor turkey and azerbaijan for genocidal ideology and practices, to place pressure on Turkey and Azerbaijan to seize their genocidal threats against the Armenian people and to reinforce the security of Armenians and the Armenian identity in the Republic of Armenia, the Republic of Artsakh, and in the diaspora communities worldwide. A statement issued by the Institute cites a recent telegram video making its way through Azerbaijani social media showing an Azerbaijani soldier tying what is allegedly an Armenian skull dug up from a nearby Armenian cemetery to the back of a military truck while fellow soldiers cheer. In the wake of this new apparent atrocity, the Lemkin Institute issued a red flag alert for Azerbaijan, warning of threatened genocide against Armenians, both in Nagorno-Karabakh and in Armenia. According to the Institute, the desecration of graveyards and other burial sites is a commonly seen atrocity in genocide, as it seeks to target, humiliate, destroy the identity, and deny the dignity of the target group, even after death. The Institute also alerts that the risk of genocidal atrocity is especially significant now, given the recent news of the transfer of the Armenian-populated towns of Aravno and Berzurg to Azerbaijan, as well as the continued documented violations of the ceasefire agreement by Azerbaijan. 
The Lemkin Institute also issued a red flag alert for Azerbaijan last year after a 65-year-old Artsakh Armenian shepherd was killed by Azerbaijani soldiers in December when he unknowingly wandered into Azerbaijani-controlled land. In regional news, on August 14th, a contract serviceman died suddenly after feeling unwell. Armenia's defense ministry reports that despite immediate medical assistance, it was not possible to save the serviceman's life. A forensic examination was appointed to determine the cause of death. This is the fourth case of death of a serviceman in non-combat circumstances in the last 10 days. Last weekend, Major General Seyran Sagrian passed away as a result of health issues. Sagrian participated in the Artsakh War in the early 90s and has held various military positions. From 2012 to 2018, he had been a member of the parliament as a non-partisan member of the Republican Party's parliamentary faction. And last week we reported that former Prosecutor General Arvan Hovsepian was granted bail. This week he paid the required 100 million Armenian dirhams, over 240,000 US dollars, and was released. His health condition had deteriorated while in pretrial detention, and immediately after his release he underwent surgery. During yesterday's cabinet meeting, the Armenian government approved a bill prepared by Yerevan's municipality, according to which the municipality can confiscate the goods of vendors who are selling their products in restricted areas. Yesterday, mayoral candidate Tikan Avinyan stated that by enacting the bill, the sale of food products on the streets of Yerevan in unsanitary conditions will be eliminated. The bill will be discussed in parliament during the next coming session in September. And this is the kind of week we had in Armenia. Thanks for listening and we will be back next week.